This is a download for the Wireless Theatre Company. I thought you were never going to answer the door. Well, how long had you been out there? It felt like hours. Long enough to see a man fall down drunk in the gutter and a group of youths hanging around terrorising the council estate. What were you doing? Clearing the garden, ready for the party. We're having a bouncy peace tent. A bouncy peace tent? Uh, Don't start. The previous residents left the garden in quite a state. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. Actually... The party's why I'm here. I haven't got long. I'm on my way to bridge. Oh, quite the social butterfly, aren't we these days, Mother? Tea? Uh, thanks. Well, I was wondering if... uh, Where on earth did you get this tea? It tastes most peculiar. Deptford Market. I got it from a man called Amos. He makes his own blend. God knows what's in it. Nettles, mostly. He grows them in his allotment. Why you just can't buy PG tips is beyond me. Didn't you see the article in The Guardian about the exploitation of tea pickers on the subcontinent? You know your father and I used to read The Telegraph, and now I take The Times. Geoffrey swears by it. Geoffrey? You mean Daddy's golf friend, (laughs) Geoffrey? Yes. We make up a four at Bridge now. He's been a tower of strength over these last few months. Has he? Don't look at me like that. What do you expect me to do? Lock myself away in Perda now that I'm a widow? Don't be ridiculous, Mother. I don't expect anything of the kind. Anyway, you were about to say about the party. You were going to ask me something? Oh, it's nothing. It doesn't matter now. Because I have told you before, we are not having a cake. That much refined sugar is not advisable for anyone, let alone a four-year-old with a natural tendency to exuberance. Well, if she was at home with her mother instead of running feral at that nursery, you might have more control over her. We've been through this before. She's incredibly creative. She needs an outlet. Is that why she started biting other children? That was a phase. It was just a one-off. Well, I suppose it was only to be expected in this area. I shall be grateful she isn't brandishing a sword. Skanking people, isn't it? Shanking, Mother. It's called shanking. (laughs) Well, whatever. Oh, by the way, before I forget, I brought this for her. (laughs) I thought it was ever so sweet. What the hell is that? It's a rat. A soft toy. I thought you'd like it. You know Amelie's terrified of them. It's bad enough we hear them scrabbling around in the walls at night without you giving her one as a cuddle buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. I simply thought that if you're going to expose her to third world conditions, then... We used to see rats in the barn at home all the time. Farm rats, darling. That's a completely different class of rodent. Oh, yes. (laughs) Of course. The rats in Surrey wear tweeds. Don't be so ridiculous. Well, I haven't got time for this. You know what I think about your lifestyle choice? Uh, oh, yes. Well, if it's lifestyle choices you want to get on to, let's... I really that. must go. Uh, what time shall I be here on Sunday for the party? Well, I've told everyone to be here for 11. I'll be here at 9. Goodbye, darling. Bye, Mummy. Send my love to Geoffrey. Are you Miles? Look, they were trying to palm me off with this celebrity guy, but I have something I really, really need to tell you. Why? Uh, no, it has to be you. You're the conspiracy theory guy, right? Yes, I'm the conspiracy theory guy. Oh, God, you're not the UFO girl, are you? Look, I told you. No, I'm not the UFO girl. Do you really think I believe in stuff like that? I'm not an idiot. Okay, what is it then? Can I speak to you in confidence? Of course you can. I'm a reporter. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. Take your time. I've been in a relationship with a well-known celebrity who is very much taken for 18 months, three weeks and six days. And he is? He's a coward, and I never thought he was. He's the best lover I ever had. 
He's kind and he's clever. But and who he's is he? You want me to tell you his name? Yes, I need you to tell me his name. I can't put a blank picture and insert name here. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Okay. So I'll tell you, he's someone you may well have seen on television, on QI, perhaps? QI? You're not having an affair with Alan Davies, are you? Not Alan Davis, but... Stephen Fry! That's amazing! Because he's gay and... No, no, it's not Stephen Fry. No, it's someone who's appeared on QI. Someone who's been on QI? Yeah, he's been on it twice. Twice? He's not even a regular. Yeah, but he's done other things on telly. Such as? Look, you're just going to have to tell me his name. Okay. It's Brian Cox. Brian Cox, this is amazing. Hollywood, this is big. But he's getting on a bit. I mean, how old is he now? You're thinking of another Brian Cox. No, I'm talking about the physicist, Professor Brian Cox. Oh, Professor Brian Cox. Still no idea. Uh, Wonders of life? Wonders of the solar system, three series of stargazing lines? The guy with the bowl-cut hairstyle, the astrophysicist! It's a Stone Roses haircut. (laughs) Of course it is. Take a few deep breaths. Start from the beginning. We'd met a few times in Clapham. Then one evening I got into the lift and he followed me. Mm -hmm. Nothing was said. It was just eye contact. When I got out of the lift, he followed me again up to the door of my apartment. Before I knew where I was, he'd pushed himself up against me. His whole body was against mine, and he whispered in my ear. Yes? I'd like to bash my atoms into your dark matter. He made an astrophysics sex joke. Oh, he made several. So, he said he'd like to bash his... His atoms into my dark matter, yeah. And then, he did. What, up against the door? To begin with, then he carried me into the bedroom. We changed positions three times during then. Let's just say he found something interesting to do with my telescope. Wow. Okay. Before we go any further, I just need to make clear, in the newspaper business, we do get more than a few loonies. You're not a loony, obviously. But you are wearing a wig, aren't you? This is not my real hair. Yes? Why? Well, I don't know who's out there watching, but I was on the way in. You think Professor Brian Cox is having you followed? You can't be too careful. So you mean to tell me you've been having an affair with Brian Cox for 18 months? And three weeks and six days. Yeah. Thing is, as a reporter, I have to check my facts very carefully. Check (laughs) them. I need you to tell me something only you and he could know. Not something you could find out on the internet. Give me something. Okay. I can tell you that he always wears the same dark blue pair of brief style underpants. He always wears the same pair of blue boxer shorts. Briefs? I don't give a shit if he wears a PVC thong. How the bloody hell am I going to verify what underwear he wears? There must be ways. Look, I'm telling you, he always wears the same pair. Yeah, but presumably he has several of the same type. Never mind. Look, it's just not good enough. His boxer shorts won't cut it. But how else could I know what pants he wears? Look, I believe you. But I need something more. Think. Fine. He's got a birthmark. Where? It's not on his hand or his neck or anything. Oh, no. It's on his thigh. Inner or outer? Inner. It's distinctive. How distinctive? About two inches long, so wide... Shaped a bit like a crescent moon. Beautiful. I need to check this. Stay here. Don't move. I need to speak to my editor.
Who the fuck are you? Please don't swear. What? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, you. <clears throat> please. Please stop. Please stop humming. <laughs> Sorry. The policeman said we can go after the interview. Are you feeling better? You were sick in the corner, don't you remember? Just after you attacked the policeman and called him what? a cut. Oh. Shit. Please don't swear. What, what time is it? 9.02 a.m. Sunday morning. They're going to clear it up before the interview. What? The sick. Can't you smell it? It's all down your front. Like what? What happened to my face? It really feels like my nose is broken. It is. But the paramedic said you probably deserved it. I'm in trouble. You stole my umbrella. When? Saturday. 6.20pm, Trafalgar Square. Trafalgar... What was I doing there? The, the, The last thing I remember was that I was at the Emirates watching my team. You were dancing in the fountain with your singing friends. My singing friends? Steve Gerard Gerard, he's big and he's fucking hard. Uh, please don't swear. Sorry. So you were there, I take it. What are you, like 12? What the hell were you doing there? I'm not actually. I'm 16 years and four months, and we were on a school trip to the National Portrait Gallery to view the Holbein exhibition. We were having our sandwiches outside. In the rain? It wasn't raining. So who did this to my face? I did. You really shouldn't have taken my umbrella. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> you are, you're doing something. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm daydreaming. Well, there are other yeah, benches. Yeah, you can leave you... if you want. What, is this your bench? Yeah, it is actually. Let's talk about something else. Uh, do you like animals? What? Do you like animals? Were we talking? I'm just asking if you like animals. I'm just trying to make conversation. I'm trying to be polite. I like dogs. I quite like a dog. What sort of dog? Big dog. One that barks. Well, they all bark. Yeah, one that barks when there's someone coming. What, like a guard dog? Yeah. Mm. I've got a Doberman. You should get one of them. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not allowed dogs, not where I live. Oh. Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What were you daydreaming about? Oh, I'll... Oh, I'll, I'll show you. All right. Close your eyes. What? Close your eyes. 
Close your eyes. You've got to All right, don't close your eyes. Right, imagine you are in the middle of the desert. You're in the Sahara. There is nothing around you except for the sand under your feet. Feel the sand under your feet. Feel it under your feet. Grass. Yeah, it helps if you close your eyes. Right. There's the sand under your feet and there's the sun beating down on your face and there is nothing around, nothing except for a bit of dust and the occasional bug and you can feel the warm breeze blowing in your face. Can you feel it? No. That's you blowing, don't blow. Sorry, right. You're in the Sahara, surrounded by nothing and you're with... The zebras. Zebras? Yeah. In a desert? It's my daydream. You're with the zebras. And very slowly, you start to run with them. The wind's in your face. You're getting faster and faster and faster. Go with me. Faster and faster. That's it. And you're going to have to reach out in front and grab hold of the mane of the zebra because you're getting faster and faster and faster and faster. And that right there, that is freedom. That is magic. That is escape. So don't mock my daydream. Thank you. Why do you want to escape? Because oh, it's shit, isn't it? Life's shit. It's all shit. It's just shit. What are you doing here? Security. Security for what? From what? Security from what? From the evil ones who pose a threat to our way of life with their evil ways, who undermine what it is to be English and to be free, and who, for the sake of St. George, we must defend ourselves against. You know, I think it's a real shame that people can't be more tolerant of other people. Tolerant? Yeah, you know, of other people's way of life, of their religions. I'm not talking about religions. Well, what are you talking about then? Dragons. Hello? Bob, it's Miles. I need to speak to someone who's seen Brian Cox's inner thigh. Who? Brian Cox? On TV a lot. D talking about stars? Used to be in D-Ream? I, I googled him. Tracy in finance has had him. I'll put you through. Hello, Tracy here. Hi, Tracy. I've been told you used to be intimate with that guy from D-Ream. Oh, yeah, that was hundred years ago, like way back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Listen, tell me, is there anything distinctive about his inner thigh? His inner what? His inner thigh. That's his leg, in it. No, I never saw his legs, did I? It were only a blowy. His trousers never came all the way down. Damn. All right, thanks, Trace. Hello? Tracy never saw his inner thighs. We need someone else. I'm on to it. Hiya, it's Ellie here. Bob said you were looking for someone who had that D-Ream guy back in the 90s. Yes. Well, I had him in the 90s and the noughties. He was well less. Oh, fantastic. Did you see his inner thigh? Of course I did. Loads of times. And was there anything distinctive about either of them? His inner thigh? Yeah. Any tattoos, pimples, boils, anything like that? No. No, nothing. So you're telling me there is nothing distinctive about Brian Cox's inner thighs? Brian? His name's Peter. Who? The lead singer of D-Ream. No, not the lead singer. I'm talking about the keyboard. Oh, forget it. Hello? Bob, I need to speak to someone who has seen the inner thigh of the astrophysicist Professor Brian Cox. Is that too much to ask? What exactly do you know about this woman? Well, she came highly recommended by Sarah from Yoga Babies. How do you know you can trust her? She's in the dining room. Don't you keep the silver in the dining room? The silver? Don't tell me you sold Granny's silver. Oh, no, no, it's in the bank. Best place for it round here. 
And where's John? He had to meet a client. On a Sunday? On Amelie's birthday? I see. What? What do you see? Perhaps if you spent a little more time at the salon and a little less time trying to integrate with the local tribe. Well, I'm hardly going to take relationship advice from you. You must think I'm stupid. Bridge three times a week. Geoffrey's been a tower of strength. That's enough. Daddy wasn't stupid either. You know nothing. Not a word. Fine. The craft room's all set up. So what time is Yolanda delivering the organic lunch boxes? Dead on half past ten. She's never let me down yet. Oh, you should see them. They are absolutely lovely. They're entirely made from recycled newspapers. I mean, some people find them a bit grainy, but I think they are just splendid. Organic lunch boxes. I don't know what's wrong with egg and cress sandwiches and cheese on sticks. Well, you know Amelie is lactose intolerant, and little Tommy is allergic to eggs. Uh, And we've got... Three that are gluten-free. Fine. And she's bringing the naked fruit bars. Naked what? Naked fruit bars. Totally natural, no hidden nasties for the little ones. This must be costing you a small fortune. No wonder you can't afford to redecorate the kitchen. Mother. Fine. I thought we'd just start off with some games and songs, just to get everyone feeling, you know, relaxed. Maybe a little bit of Baba Rainbow Sheep. Uh, Baba Black Sheep. Uh, not at my parties. We find rainbows are much more inclusive. Shall we give her a quick blast? (laughs) Baba Rainbow Sheep, have you any wool? Some for me and some for you, there's enough for us all. Fine. And uh, what about the games? I thought musical chairs, although obviously we won't be taking any chairs away. So that means they're just dancing around the chairs? Oh, it's terribly freeing. And there's no winner? Well, in my eyes, they're all winners. And that's lovely, isn't it, Mummy? Huh. Lovely is one word for it. Oh, imagine a world where there are no losers. Oh, yes. Yes, now that is exactly what we're aiming for. I really think she's starting to get it. It seems to me that the only losers in this day and age are the hard-working men and women of this country propping up the oiks from the council houses living off benefits. Uh, we don't call them council houses anymore. These days we call it social housing. Oh, of course. Social housing. Hmm. That'll be the man with the bouncy peace tent. Do come on through. Uh, Will I put the uh, the bouncy castle up there for you in the garden? Uh, Oh, no, 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 not a castle. We ordered a bouncy peace tent. Uh, Well, to be honest with you, missus, I've no idea what I've got in the back of the van there. Sure, I won't know until I've got 5,000 cubic litres of air in it. You know, it could be anything you've got there. We use the term bouncy castle as a generic term, really, for any large inflatable children's recreational unit. You might have a castle, a pirate ship, a dinosaur, a dragon, a Pokemon. Maybe not a Pokemon. Okay, fine, fine. It'll have to do. Follow me to the garden. And, Mother, will you listen out for Amelie and her little friend Priyanka? They're upstairs. Priyanka. Typical. Oh, I think Priyanka's a lovely name for a little girl. Oh, it's very exotic and fine in its place. But it's like them wearing saris in the pouring rain. I'm not entirely sure what you're getting at. What I'm getting at is that we live in England, not deepest India or darkest Africa. Although living round here, it's hard to believe. Now, I'm not a snob or a racist, I'm finding this conversation uncomfortable. In my other line of work, you'd be walking a very dangerous line with me. (laughs) Are you threatening me? Not threatening. Think of it as a caution. Oh, I'm absolutely terrified of a children's entertainer. Well, I'm not just a children's entertainer. It is my duty to inform you that I am a PCSO. A what? Police Community Support Officer. Oh, I see. A busybody in a uniform. Now, I don't like it when my two vocations collide, but sometimes it is inevitable. Oh, for God's sake. And you, madam, are veering dangerously close to inciting racial hatred. (laughs) If you go any further, I will not hesitate to use reasonable force and request backup from the neighbourhood policing team. Well, good luck. I'd imagine they're far too busy apprehending drug dealers, muggers and drunks to worry about me. 
Dear God, what has happened to freedom of speech in this country? Consider yourself warned. Well, goodness knows what we're going to get, but as long as the little darlings have something to jump on, then that's just... Everything all right? Fine. Fine. That must be the first of the guests arriving. Places, everyone! Look, after a lot of phone calls, I've managed to find somebody in the canteen to confirm that Brian Cox does have a birthmark on his inner thigh. Thank you. Though why you didn't just believe me to start with, I don't know. Look, anyway, honestly, I've never in my life done it that many times in that many positions, and I'm not just talking during. I mean, seriously, that man can go all night. Okay, okay, slow down, slow down. Family newspaper, remember, Jodie. So tell me about the 25th of September. Well... Uh, That was the day, I can tell you, he left my apartment... In Clapham? In Clapham, yes, at 6.45, because he told me he had to catch the 8.50 flight A2267 to Geneva to attend a really important conference. He only just made it. I mean, he likes his morning quickies, and that morning it wasn't that quick. He likes his cuddles afterwards, you see. Uh, He works in Geneva, you know, on the Large Hadron Collider. That was the day, the 25th of September, when they discovered that the Higgs boson really does exist. Then the next day, he should have stayed on. I mean, it was a big day for them all, but he took an early flight back. Do you want to know why? Yes, Jodie, I want to know why. He said it's one of the most important discoveries in modern science. And he wanted to celebrate it with me first. Me, not his wife. So he celebrated it by... Well... Let's just say he took out his large hard-on, and believe me, it's large, and he collided it with my wormhole. We practiced quantum duality. Quantum duality, that's two bodies moving in converse motion from each other, yeah? That's what Brian calls it. And then to finish, he gave me a Milky Way, and I swallowed. So, just to clarify, you had sex again. To me, it was lovemaking. Honestly, if you, if anyone looked into that man's eyes when he's expostulating the beauties of the moons of Jupiter or Saturn, I defy anyone to resist. Yeah, I've got enough here. Thank you, Jodie. I've got to get this out ASAP. Tell Percy I've got the story down. Yeah, do it. We're going to press. Why do you drink so much? Why did you knock me out? Because you grabbed my arm, and I don't like it when people touch me. It feels all hot and itchy, like the world is collapsing around me. And so I have to do that to make it stop. Why do you drink so much? Because I feel like the world is collapsing around me, and I have to do that to make it stop. I don't understand. Because... It's just what you do, isn't it? I don't do it. Well, you're still underage. That's why you don't drink. Is anyone coming to fetch you? Like who? Well, Nina, my social worker, is coming to get me. I ain't got no one. No one's coming to get me. What about your singing friends? As if they care. (laughs) They don't care. So who looks after you when you get upset? Well, there is Fiona. She's my girlfriend. But she didn't come to get me last time, so there's no reason why she's going to show up this time. She's cross with you. You could say that, yeah. She's been cross with me for years. You should say sorry. (laughs) That's not going to fix it. Not in the real world. It works for me. When I've done something wrong, I say sorry and it makes it all better. That's just how it works with kids, isn't it? Do you have kids? Yeah. Got a little boy. Barney. Like the dinosaur. How old is he? 
He's five. He's a fucking good kid. Please don't swear. Do you swear in front of Barney? No. No, never. Does he like football? Yeah, he loves it. Do you take him to football? Not any longer, because she won't let me. She says there's too much drinking and swearing. But you're the one that drinks and swears? Not around him. I, I think, <clears throat> I hope, that I am none of the bad things when, when I'm around him. So you need him around all the time to be a nice person? If only it was that easy. She won't even let me see him at all at the moment. My mentor's having a party for her daughter and she wants me to go along because she says I'm socially awkward. There's going to be a bouncy castle. Barney might like it. Why don't you bring him? So, if you've never actually seen one, how do you know that they really exist? I've said before, the, the proof's all around yeah, us. But, but how? Forest fires. Well, what do you think causes them? What, forests just burn? Well, no, it's a reaction, isn't it? I mean, the air gets too dry and the sun gets too hot and then the, the trees just burn. No, it's the fire from their breath. It's not just fire either. Their, their breath is full of all kinds of pestilence and disease. AIDS. A dragon breathed on somebody and they got AIDS? Yeah, that's how it started, yeah. But it's a sexually transmitted disease. Not to begin with. I mean, a dragon could hardly have sex with a human. Not that they wouldn't want no, to. No, no, let me get this straight, right? You're telling me that a dragon is responsible for forest fires and AIDS... And cancer. And the global financial crisis, the tsunami... Tail swish. 9-11... Yeah, those weren't planes. Chemical warfare. It's in their piss. And the assassination of JFK. And the death of Princess Diana. How? There was one in the tunnel, it thought it was a cave. In fact, most car crashes are started by dragons. Or... Oh, well, no, 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 you, you can't prove that. You can't not prove it? No, I can actually not prove it. And you shouldn't go around saying things like that because car crashes actually happen when people are stupid and distracted and ignorant. And because of that, innocent people die because of other stupid people who do things that they shouldn't do when other people haven't done anything to deserve it in the first place. Sorry. Sorry. Is that why you, you come here to escape? To daydream? Uh, um, I, uh, I, I used to come here with him and we used to sit here and we used to talk about the future and plans and stuff. And it's hard, you know, when, when you're on your own. I know. I'm on my own. Fighting. Against the dragons? Yeah. Oh, uh, would you like some help? Against the dragons? Yeah, um, we, we, could, we could start in the park. We could walk around the park and, and see if there were any in here. And there might be some over by the ice cream van. Well, that's a good place to start. Yeah, and if there aren't, we could get some ice cream. That'd be nice. Just to be sure, though, you take the knife, I'll take the gun. Aim for their eyes. I hate the bus. 
It's all so bloody crowded. You know, you shouldn't just turn up around someone's house, actually. It's, it's really weird. And how did you get my address, anyway? I remembered it from when the police checked you in. And your phone number is 07581... Barney might not even be at home. She might have taken him to the park or something. I don't understand why you don't want to see him. He'd enjoy the party, and you would be with him, not swearing. And you could say sorry to Fiona. I've told you. I've told you. It's not as easy as that. You know what? It's none of your fucking business anyway. Please don't swear. What am I even doing here with you? This is completely stupid. You're just some special needs kid who I met at a police station who doesn't know shit about shit. Oh, now you're humming. Please please don't don't start that again. We're in public and it's getting really embarrassing and people are starting to look at us. You know what? What I'm going to do is. Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Oh my god, it's in my head! All right, all right, all right, all right. Polly, Polly, I'll do it. No, no, please, I'm sorry. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, I promise. We'll, hey, we'll go, we'll go to Fiona's, we'll get Barney, and we'll just go to the party. Okay? I promise we'll have a really nice time. Well done. You did well. You didn't knock anybody out. Thanks. Look, you don't, you don't need to hit people to feel better. It's not going to help. If you can knock out a big bastard like me, then you don't need to worry about anything. You can handle yourself. cream. You're welcome. So, there's, um, there's no dragons here then? Yes, but they may have been here. Their greed gives them away. In in what way? Well, they've raided the ice cream van. That's why they were out of mint chocolate magnums. So they've, um, they've definitely moved on then? So it would seem, yes. Well... Maybe we should try again tomorrow. We could start in the Starbucks on the high street and then we could maybe work our way down to the cinema and see if there's any hiding out there, or...? No. Now we're on the trail, we must find them today and, if necessary, slay them. Oh, well, maybe we could, we, could, um, we could have a look in the lake. We could, we could have a go on the pedlos and feed the ducks and... You... Uh, you've given me strength. And today is a good day for dragon slaying. Oh, well, actually, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's such a good idea. You know, maybe, maybe you should take your knife back. And, uh, I, no. need, I need to call someone. The world must know of this. So this is the door. I suppose you could say this is where it all started. Yep, that is the door he had me up against. And this is the bed that's seen a lot of experimentation, and I'm not talking about chemicals. But didn't you ever think? um, Did it cross your mind that it was wrong? You know, he's a famous man, and, you know, he's got a family. Didn't you ever think maybe you should finish it? I thought about it. I tried to break away. Honestly, I did. But in the words of Brian... The gravitational pull was just too strong. Uh, Do you want to take some pictures? Um... You never had sex with Brian Cox, did you? Uh, Excuse me, yes I did. No, you didn't. You're telling me this isn't the door he had me up against? That this isn't the bed where he's taken me to heaven and back I don't know how many times, even though I know he's an atheist and I know he doesn't believe in heaven. You're telling me this isn't the table he's bent me over and put stars in my eyes on numerous occasions 
How could I know, unless we were having an affair, that he left his apartment at 6.45am on the 25th of September to catch flight A2267 from Gatwick Airport to Geneva to go to CERN, where he works on the LHC, and then get back here by 8.52 the following evening to take me roughly from behind? Believe me, he was in danger of burning up on re-entry. He, he, he loved me. He said he wanted to enter my wormhole and come out the other side. He said that? Yeah. He didn't. Yes, he did. No, no, Jody, he didn't say that because he's a physicist and he would know it's a physical impossibility, wouldn't he? Uh, maybe I remembered it wrong. Um, he might have, uh, Black hole? Wormhole? He didn't maybe... say that. And he didn't carry you through that door and down that corridor. The corridor is far too narrow, and with those bookcases there, it would have been impossible. We did knock a few books on the way, but I... And he I, couldn't I, have taken you roughly over this table and put stars in your eyes, because it's far too flimsy for such punishment. It's sturdier than it looks. Is that your telescope? Yeah. Yeah, I use it to look at the stars. Um, astronomy's become a bit of a hobby <laughs> since I've got to know Brian. And Professor Brian Cox lives just across the street, doesn't he? No. He does. I've checked. So if I look through here... See? And move it two houses across. You're right, he does wear dark blue brief-style underpants. And this is how you found out about the birthmark on his inner thigh, isn't it? Is this also how you knew about flight A2267 to Geneva? Or did you just pull the ticket out of his rubbish? Either way, that's how you knew. Your affair, it never happened, did it? No. But Brian would say that Schrodinger's cat, when, when he's in the box, he both exists and doesn't exist at the same time. So you could say that our affair happened and didn't happen. You could. Bob. Yeah, tell Percy to pull the story. What? It's gone out! Shit. He's on News 24 now! He's calling me a... Great. I'm gonna get sued. Look, I gotta go, but... But I really don't want to leave you on your own because I'm the reporter who gets all the crap stories, so if you decide to top yourself in a fit of depression, I'm the poor sod who'll have to write about it. And you're sweet. Hello? This is Sir Michael DeKnight, lone crusader of the Lewisham League against the Winged Menace. Is this the dragon guy? Yes. Uh, they are here. I can smell their putrid stench. You must come quickly so the world can see proof of their existence. Yeah, but last time you said that, you burned down a pub called the Green Dragon. That was their nest. I destroyed their lair, though the target escaped. They won't get away this time. Come to Telegraph Hill. I have a gun and a maiden to lure them. What? What? Uh, look, I have to go to Telegraph Hill. I, I know it sounds silly, but... Jody, I'm not leaving you on your own, I promise. You're coming with me. Well, the bouncy dragon seems to be going down a treat. I rather like it. Yes, you would. But Rianne Williams's family are finding children jumping around on their national emblem culturally insensitive. Really, Marilyn? They're just having a good time. There are some very overexcited children over there, despite there being no sugar. Good job you had a spare pair of knickers for that little boy. Oh, yes. Hakeem often does lose control when he's overstimulated. Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hornerly do you really think that demented hippie should be playing songs about drug use to four-year-olds? Oh, drug use? What are you on about? Puff! Oh, that was wonderful, children. I remember the 60s, Marilyn. 
Come on, release your inner dragons. Well, yes, you and Geoffrey are certainly keeping the spirit of free love alive in Surrey. I beg your pardon. Oh, come on, ladies, you know the words. Puff, Puff the, the magic dragon, dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hollerlee. <laughs> This is the stop where my mentor lives. Hey, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Fiona wasn't that cross with you. She's nice. I like the custard creams. Barney, hold my hand, please, when we get off the bus. It's that house over there with the white door and the bouncy castle. This is going to be such fun. <laughs> You're actually hurting my arm quite a lot now, actually, and I'm not really sure that I like it very much. You're walking much faster than I am, and I don't really know where we're going anymore, and, and, and this isn't where I live, and, and I don't know where we are, and I really don't think we should be walking around the streets with guns. You're right. We should... We should look for a safer way through people's back gardens, this way. No, I don't think you're supposed to walk through other people's back gardens. Shh! Look! Over that fence! I told you! Here be dragons. Look at it. Look at its face. Smiling. Mocking us. It's inviting children into its clutches. They must be spellbound by its powers. They, they're so complacent they're even taking off their shoes before they're devoured. Um, no, I think that actually you might be a little bit mistaken. <laughs> uh... This is time for England and St. George! <laughs> Rainbow sheep, have you any wool? Some for me and some for you, there's enough for us all. Look, I really have had enough. It's bar, bar, black sheep. Have you any wool? Yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags full. No, you look. I run tolerant and inclusive birthday parties. And if you can't handle that, perhaps it's time for you to go. One way or another. <sighs> bar, bar, rainbow sheep. Have you any wool? I command you, fire yes, lizard. Sir. Leave yes, these innocent sir. children yes, lest you be slain. I can't get a lock on the target. Its movements are too erratic. Oh, I really don't think it's a good idea that you are waving a gun around in front of children. Marilyn, there's a lunatic with a gun in the garden. Mother, there is not a terrorist lurking under every paving slab in South London. I'm telling you, he has a gun. <laughs> Your racism has no place in my house. He's white. Oh, you're serious? Oh, hello, Marilyn. I brought my friend Gary and his son Barney to the party. I hope that's okay. Fucking hell, there's a man with a gun in the garden. Barney, mate, please, just quickly get inside. This is brilliant. Percy will love this. Does anybody know his name? It might be Philip Schofield. It looks like him. I, I had him once. I'm just going to have to take a shot. Take cover! <gasps> it's the sort of thing I would have expected around here. What a place to die. I didn't fuck Brian Coggs, but I did shag the shit out of Philip Schofield. This could save my career. Watch out, Kate Adie! This is setting a very bad example to the children. He's probably a blue. So we're not having a party, then? Puff the magic dragon, live I suppose there's no point pointing out that it is, in fact, a bouncy castle. By the power invested in me, by the hobgoblin of New Cross, under the one true star, I cast you down, demon, from the arms of Amersham into the fiery pits of hell! <laughs> On, then. What? Well, you're supposed to be the bloody police officer. Uh, PCSO, actually. I have very limited powers. Oh, for God's sake. <gasps> right, right, okay. <clears throat> Status update. Target vanquished. Easier than I thought. 
It is my duty to inform you that I am a PCSO, and I have the right to use reasonable force to restrain you until a member of the neighborhood policing team can be located to take you away. Oh, God. You will not take me back inside. <laughs> Stay where you are, or the anorak kid gets it. Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! I'll hurt you! I will! I'll punch you! I'll punch you in the face! Won't I, Gary? Won't I? No. No, hang on, I, I won't, because I, I don't have to hurt people to feel better, do I, Gary? Well, this is a real positive outcome for your learning plan. Uh, no, 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 it isn't. I think on this occasion you should cave his no, bloody face in. Skank him! Oh, it's called shanking, Mother! Yeah, no, right, no, 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 Mummy, take me home to Surrey. At last. Of course, darling. Amelie's party was devised from scratch in 36 hours and recorded in front of a live audience on the 12th of October 2013 at the Lost Theatre London. It was written and performed by Josephine Arden, Ben Whitehead, David Beck, Kerry Gifford, Sarah Whitehouse, Fizz Marcus, Jessica Dennis, Susan Casanova, and Mark Williamson. Live beatboxing performed by Pikey Esquire, sound recording by Malcolm Thorpe, lighting by Gareth Brown, visuals by Aaron Corbett, co-produced by Marielle Runica Temple, produced and directed by George Maddox. With thanks to Montserrat Balaguer, gentleman adventurer Nicholas Maddox, Roy Rodford, and the Lost Theatre. Visit wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more audio downloads.